0: hey that's pretty bad okay the raptors lose 114 to 104 a 10 point deficit i do not think is very emblematic it do, it does not tell how bad this game was from a procedural standpoint from a process standpoint the raptors were they they might as well have lost this game by 30 it did not go well the hornets hit 14 threes in the first 15 minutes. That's a lot of three-pointers, the Raptors, a defense that thrives on being able to turn the other team over. The Hornets, a very pass-heavy team, a team that thrives on being able to attack off the catch against closeouts. Basically, everybody they put in the game, even Cody Zeller to some degree, is going to be able to take a closeout in stride, put the ball on the floor, put up a jumper over top of it, either way, and then pass once they've put the ball down or get to the bucket, either way, they're getting a good shot. They're going to figure out how to score if they get you in rotation. The Raptors, as a defense, are very eager to get into rotation. And that makes them, just from a matchup standpoint, very, very susceptible to what the Hornets like to do. And the fact that they couldn't turn them over at a rate that was enough, I would say, to get jumpstart in transition That's why they were, what was it, 17-2 at one point, and then 44-24 at the end of the first. The Raptors were outmatched, and these games, they're of so little substance because Pascal isn't there, OG isn't there, Fred isn't there. This may be reckless, but based on how many days they've missed and how it relates to protocol, those three may have, all three of them might have COVID-19. It is, it's tough setting for the Raptors right now, but this game, just based on who's playing, the compete level, it, this was the game of the least substance of the Raptors' season so far. There's not much to take away from this game. Like, yes, Paul Watson still has a little bit of a wiggle off the bounce, and he looked good. We know DeAndre Bembry is a good tertiary creator. It's not going to work out well if he's carrying the ball up. 25 times a game and trying to initiate from that spot that often. And Kyle Lowry's going to try and drag everybody to the best of his ability. Not not really working out in this game. And that's fine because you're not going to win a lot of games like this with the team this shorthanded. And the Raptors back to back, they've got, man, they've got Levine in the Bulls tomorrow night and we'll see how that goes. But this game, they take an L Thoroughly dominated wire to wire. They didn't really have a chance in this one. Transition defense was bad. Got cleaned up a little bit in the second half. But they still couldn't defend the Hornets in the half court. And basically, breakdown after breakdown, they completely were outmatched in this game. And so, LaMelo Ball and Co., they just rode the wave of three-point shooting and dribble drive action to to the victory. And credit to them, because they played their game and they they did a hell of a job playing it. And I don't really plan on stretching up this podcast because, you know, as far as analysis, there's not that much that went on in this game. New stuff. I guess Henry Ellenson did his thing. He competed on the glass. I think Nick Nurse was quoted as saying that. And Nick Nurse apparently liked his minutes. That's, that's fine. That's good. He missed a couple of those pick and pop opportunities. But shooting is a mixed bag almost always unless you are one of the best in the world. And some guys are going to come into the league on fire and then taper off. Some guys are going to come into the league and just they're going to miss a few jitters, whatever it ends up being. And then they'll they'll come back to normal if they are a good shooter, right? And we look at the Hornets. I mean, man, Malik Monk, a lot of people in the Raptors fan base seem to be pining for him as a shot creator who the Raptors could get maybe for cheap, maybe for the low, because the Hornets don't seem to want to use him at the usage that he would like. And with you know players nowadays who are more powerful than ever and how they can dictate what they want to do, where they want to go, a lot more players get opportunities like that to go find some place. And teams, sometimes they'll just punt on guys and say, okay, we'll take so-and-so for him. He flourishes elsewhere. It, it does happen. Um, Kevin Porter Jr. in Houston, for example, he's... Probably going to be a really, really good player. And Cleveland just punted on him because of the legal problems and because of the locker room problems. They just said, hey, go do your thing elsewhere. And they took, I think, a conditional second-round pick, a protected second-round pick. wasn't very good. But anyway, yeah, the Raptors, they did their thing. DeAndre Bembry, see the limits of his game when you have him initiate this much. Kyle Lowry pushing, pulling, doing everything he can yelling at his teammates on the floor, trying to egg them on to get back in transition because the Raptors were losing a lot of shooters in transition. That wasn't really happening. Baines, he had a really tough one as well. Boucher comes in, gives you production as he always will. He'll continue to do that all year, especially in an up and down game like this one. His length just kind of floats him into spaces where he can get baskets or run out on the break and get a dunk or a putback or something like that. And Paul Watson, yeah, that wiggle. We saw an extended look at Matt Thomas. Underwhelming, I think, and because he was on ball for most of it. And Matt Thomas on ball is not the look, I don't think. That's not what you want to have happening. That's not the ideal play style for him. It's not playing into his strengths. But they put him on ball. They asked him to work with what was out there. And the offense, I would say, was predictably underwhelming. And the Raptors basically just, the defense couldn't keep up with what the Hornets were doing. And for lack of talent defensively on the roster, I think was a factor. But honestly, lack of effort. There's just one, there's a botched handoff where Devontae Graham didn't get the ball. So he just went into kind of a lackadaisical flare screen and came wide open. Like The Raptors couldn't see that developing. Even though it was very, very apparent. And that's the thing. When a team is shooting good, you kind of have to lock down those elder rim actions. Otherwise, they're gonna kill you. You have to be diligent. You have to watch what's developing, especially when they're so very obviously working on the perimeter, which the Hornets like to do that that you know in the NBA, as far as teams that get into their offense. The Hornets like the Raptors, they like to operate above the break quite a bit. And then the Raptors show zone and the Raptors, the middle of their zone is so susceptible to what the Hornets are doing. They just flash middle, get downhill, drop off to the dunker spot. It happened like 14 times. The Raptors could not defend in this one. And that's why this game was of so little substance to me. I don't know that that many meaningful things happened other than a couple of the guys out towards the edge of the rotation they do their thing. They show a little bit of their stuff. And that's meaningful for them. And that's what these games should be for. But as far as the Raptors trying to make something happen in this one, just behind the eight ball, Norman Powell, DeAndre Bembry, and Kyle Lowry was not enough, especially with the stylings of Stanley Johnson and Aaron Baines to space out next to them. That that just wasn't enough from an initiator standpoint. And the Raptors, they couldn't score early. They couldn't defend early and they just got dominated throughout. It's not super complicated, this one. I think it's it's pretty cut and dry. And so, hey, let's give up the Reggie Evans Award, Henry Ellenson. I don't know if you're gonna stick in the league. You're on a 10 day, we'll see what happens. The defensive question marks will always be there, probably for you. And ideally you would have hit more of your three-pointers in this game, but you noticed him when he was on the floor. He played about 18 minutes got nine rebounds. Rebounding is an overrated skill probably in the NBA, but this is the Reggie Evans Award we're talking about. Henry Ellenson, he chased balls. He got on the glass. Three offensive, six defensive, and he did his thing. In a game like this, you're just looking for silver linings and a guy on a 10-day coming in, grabbing some boards, getting a couple putbacks, hanging around the basket. That's not so bad. That's fine. And I think we can all attempt to live with that. And as far as other things, I mean... We're all just trying to find meaningful ways to watch these games and have them be entertaining and watching Ellenson try and do his thing uh, worthwhile in this one. So top Kook reaction comment from DS, a legend in the uh, Raptors Republic comment section. And for good reasons. I think he has good takes. Um, I don't know if I've seen a super bad take or anything volatile from you, DS. So thanks for always being a positive force. Quote, Ellenson greater than Baines. The greater than sign, of course. That's the post. Good night, end quote. Uh, Like maybe in this game, yeah. I don't think he has more utility going forward. Baines has some okay games as a backup center. I just think the Raptors have him out of his depth almost at like (laughs) at any point in the game. I mean, the Hornets broadcast is maybe the best in the league. They're like. They're like wrestler commentators. Like They're yelling, they're laughing, they're so excitable. They're great, and they had a viral video earlier this year where Biombo took a three, and the announcer goes like, oh my goodness, he just lost his mind. It was super funny, but he did the same thing to Baines when Baines gave the Jerry West logo a concussion at the start of the game with that three-pointer. And then Dell Curry, who, you know, Steph Curry's father, Seth Curry's father and former Toronto Raptor, he's he's doing the color commentating for the Hornets as well. And Baines missed a layup. And he straight up was like, oh, see, he's he's just doing things he can't do. Like <laughs> as if Baines couldn't hit a layup. I thought it was super funny. They're, uh, they're a very likable broadcast. Even, and yeah, I mean, it's easy to enjoy what the Hornets are doing when you have guys on the call who are so fun and excitable. So that's a cool thing, but... Okay, that's it. We're out of here. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it made you feel better that you don't have to worry about this. This is not the Raptors. They've just run into a bunch of COVID trouble. This is not what the team actually is, but it is, it was tonight. And that's why you just can't really take much from this game. And so thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it, whether you got into it in the morning or at night. Have a blessed day and goodbye.